0: Time savings for podcasters. Today's episode is all about saving time as a podcaster, especially the solo podcaster. Running a podcast resembles running a small business more than you might have guessed or hoped. As a small business owner, you're responsible for wearing many hats. If you've ever launched a business, you quickly found out that not only are you the owner, but you're also the head salesperson, customer support lead, accountant, janitor, food runner, and the president. If you're a solo podcaster, you're responsible for producing the content, creating the content, wrangling logistics like guests and recording time, audio engineering, marketing and promotion, coffee addict. Sorry, that 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 one's just for me. But there's lots there, right? And here's the good news. Many of us who are solo podcasters are also small business owners. Yay. Wait, did I? I said this was good news, didn't I? That means with everything else we have going on, how the heck are we going to produce a successful podcast with the limited time that we have? I'll reveal some of the helpful tools and apps today, theories I've leveraged over my career as a podcaster. By the end of this episode, hopefully you can take away a few nuggets of wisdom that'll help. And hey, by the way, if you're looking for a great place to start your podcast, or maybe you're bored with your old podcast host, look no further than us here at castos.com. We're building a platform for the podcaster like you who desire something clean, fast, and powerful for your podcast needs. Want to start a podcast network? Check. How about connecting up with other WordPress marketing websites? Done. Sell private podcasts for members-only content? You bet. Learn more about Castos at castos.com or drop us an email, hello at castos.com. Tell them you heard it here on The Audience Podcast. start with the mindset please don't skip past this section i know you might have rolled your eyes a little bit but i think it's important especially if you're a new podcaster getting in the right mindset sets the foundation to managing your time as a busy podcaster so let's get into tip number one tip number one what's your goal we need something to measure something that gives you feedback that reassures you're headed down the right path i don't care what it is could be downloads retweets, email subscribers, ad revenue. Give yourself something to aim for, which will help you build a process in the future to save time and become more efficient as a podcaster. P.S., if you're brand, brand, brand new with no goals, I always love to point to growing an email list first. Jump on something like MailChimp.com, which we'll talk about in a few moments, to make that process easy. Tip number two, develop the plan. I am a terrible planner, Maybe like you, my superpower is just diving into the creative project and creating. Starting something new is exhilarating and has a chance to show the world something you're capable of. Until three months from the starting line, you've just been clicking around the dozen open tabs in your browser thinking of something new to do. Have some structure heading into the new show, like defining a solid show premise to keep you on track. Outline guests or topics ahead of time. Develop a go-to-market strategy. And also, when will you measure and reflect on the goals that you've set? Plans can be complete plans, like outlining seasons, or having plans for each episode. Mind you, I built a career on podcasting, not having plans for any of the shows or any of the guests. And while I could fly by the seat of my pants for a while, it catches up to you. I promise. Even having three or four bullet points readily available for your show recording will save you from the pitfalls of creating lackluster content. Tip number three, it's your show. There are no rules. Guess what? You're not really competing with anyone else. You, yes, you, are the biggest enemy right now. Not the show you're trying to mimic or the lavish lifestyle you see your favorite YouTuber living. No, 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 it's you. The last tip I have for mindset is to give yourself room to create and learn to love the process. I can guarantee that once the honeymoon phase of podcasting wears off, you're going to try to find something else to do. It's easy to give up on a podcast when there's so much else going on in your life. Don't let your show pod fade. If you set a goal and a formulated plan, you're on the right track. If time is an issue, don't do a weekly show. Stick to a twice monthly schedule instead. Same advice for promoting and marketing your show. If content creation is all you have time for, cut that in half and spend the other half promoting your show. If you like to take vacations in the summertime, take a break. Make podcast seasons or dip into your emergency content vault to fill your airwaves. Bottom line, produce the show however you see fit to a degree that displaces the chance for burnout from the work ahead. Tip number four the power of a pre-interview. You ever remodel a house and say, we should have just knocked it down and started over. It would have been cheaper. That's how I felt about dozens and dozens of episodes, probably and dozens and dozens I've published where I wasn't prepared. I don't mean not prepared in the technical sense, but in the good content plus knowing who I'm talking to sense. Let me frame that for you. There comes a time in the interview show, Podcaster's Life, where you start running out of people that you know to be a guest and find yourself in front of people that you don't have any background on. Sure, they know the premise of the show, and their LinkedIn profile looks good, but have you built any rapport in the split seconds after hitting record? Do you know the exact one or two topics you can punch into to produce quality content? How about tension, the core of great storytelling? The pre-interview is something I've arranged for all guests I interview on my shows. I spend 10 to 15 minutes total really giving them the broad brushstrokes of what I expect out of them as a guest. Things like good sound, good lighting, good energy. Give me one or two topics you're great at talking about. Is there a single takeaway lesson or value point for my audience? Where is the tension? Let the guest elaborate on where the tension is in their storyline. Being prepared like this is what avoids the We should have just knocked this episode down feeling after you spent hours with somebody you don't know, barely holding on to a conversation to save your life. Commit to the pre-interview for your next podcast episode. Tip number five, guest wrangling with the SavvyCal app. Podcast guests can be like herding cats. Picking a time to meet, letting them know which tool you're using to record, mic checks and headshot photos can all be a bit daunting to collect. Luckily, there's a few ways you can tackle this at the core, or at least for me, it's with a tool called SavvyCal. SavvyCal lets you connect your calendar or multiple calendars up to a shareable link to give out to your future podcast guests. It automatically connects their availability across time zones to give them the ability to pick a time that works well for both of you. Here's a few ways that I use it. Separate links for pre-interview versus the real interview calendar. Limit scheduling slots for either type, i.e. I'll do three pre-interviews a week because they're short, but only one real interview a week because they're longer, plus they take more energy to produce. Auto-redirect to a landing page of requirements. Wait, what, what's that you say? A landing page for requirements? Another valuable time-saving feature would be to have your guests read through requirements for your show, to re-emphasize the importance of a good show or to upload a headshot photo for you to use in the podcast featured image. This is a massive time saver across pre-interviews, interviews, interviews, and post-show email follow-ups. Tip number six, easy recordings plus audio quality. If you're in the early days of your podcast production, maybe you're using something like Zoom or Skype to record your episodes. And then maybe you want to start pushing the quality of your audio up a few notches. Fumbling around with complex audio editing tools does not equal a time savings formula. So do what I did for a long time and still do for some podcasts I work on. Use a better recording platform to make your episodes sound better without having to do too much heavy lifting. It's not audio engineering or heavy editing, but I use a platform called Zencaster, which will allow you to automatically sync up your individual audio tracks and normalize them through their production tool. You'll have to pay for it, but it's a huge time saver to make the show sound somewhat good without having to do a lot of heavy lifting. Tip number seven. Extend your audio editing with something like Hindenburg or Descript or both. I used to spend hours editing a 45-minute interview. The days of using Ecamm, Skype call recorder, plus Adobe Audition would send me down an audio engineering rabbit hole that I had no business doing. Once I started using Zencaster as a competent recording platform, about six months ago, I shifted to using Descript audio editing software. I switched to it for a few reasons. I could edit audio via text, not waveforms. I could automatically clean up filler words without, with just a push of a button. It was much easier to create mashups and audiograms using this tool. And I could also get a transcription out of it. Descript is a massive time-saver for me. Die-hard audio engineers probably won't use it, but you can also export Descript projects into other more capable DAWs if you're looking to get into the nitty-gritty of audio engineering. I will say that, at least at the time of this recording, Descript lacks on the audio enhancement tools. Sure, it's got a basic EQ and compression, but I never found it all that compelling. Recently, I discovered Hindenburg, which I'm recording into right now, which has an extremely competent and user-friendly interface for recording audio. Now I use Hindenburg to record at the source and then export to Descript for bigger chunks of audio editing. Another thing to a workflow certainly is the opposite of time savings, but it does pay off in a better sounding show in the long run. Tip number eight, maybe it's time to spend some money on equipment. Okay. Cover your ears. If you're just getting started, lots of people ask me about the equipment they should get for their podcast. It's the glitz and the glamor of becoming a podcaster when in reality, It's easy work, and oftentimes expensive work, depending on what you're doing. Newsflash, it doesn't make your show any better, at least in the important areas, like great content and getting in the earbuds of your audience. The difference between a $99 Audio-Technica ATR2100X microphone versus a $399 Shure SM7B microphone is only marginally better for most of us. While the cost is four times more expensive, you certainly won't be able to hear a four times better sound quality. However, great hardware will save you time when you do get to the point where pushing the audio quality boundaries matters. If you find yourself spending lots of time editing EQ, compression, noise gate, etc., in software editing tools, that's where the great hardware steps in. Record your audio at the highest quality at the source, so you're not left spending hours on adjustments in the software. I don't want to turn this segment into a whole hardware episode, but the devices that do come to mind for time savings beyond a better microphone are something like a Rode Procaster. It's a podcast studio in a box. It would take a whole episode to explain it. Just search for it on Google to check it out. Fethead or Cloudlifter inline amplifiers. These little but mighty devices really boost the power of a microphone, depending on what digital adapter you're plugged into. The Universal Audio Arrow Audio Interface, which is not only a mouthful but a very expensive $499 and complex device that can really dial in better audio quality if you want to spend the time to set it up. Stream Deck is a great tool for transitions and controlling live streams. Like a lot of these items, it's not earth shattering, but you can add a nice bump to production quality if you stream your shows live. Tip number nine, automation. This isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Automation can come in many different forms and tools, which largely depend on your aptitude for these things and where you're at with your podcast. I'm going to break it down into three different subcategories. Here they are. Automation workflow via Zapier, social media promotion via Buffer, and email notification plus promotion via MailChimp. Another caveat is, is none of these tools are set in stone. All three have alternatives that you can seek out and pair up with. The following concepts are just what I've used them with before. Zapier. Zapier is like the glue for apps across the web. Want to send a file from Dropbox to a phonic for audio processing? You can do it. Take your WordPress blog post and drop it into a shared Airtable database for collaboration? Easy peasy. Zapier can automate a lot of things in your podcast based on triggers. Someone books a SavvyCal time with you? Automatically have Zapier set up a Zencaster room, plus fire off a welcome email to them. Your creativity, and the apps they support, are the only limits here. Buffer. I love Buffer to schedule all of my Twitter or LinkedIn promo items. I love the simplicity of it, coupled with the calendar view. There's this something familiar about seeing all of my work in a 30-day view that just really makes me comfortable with using the app. If you're busy like the rest of us, maybe getting to the tweets early morning or on the weekends isn't going to fly with your schedule. Maybe you just want to queue up 10 to 15 posts based on one episode you publish, Buffer really makes your life easier when you use their app. MailChimp. Email automation can be the king of delivering your past valuable content. Like Zapier, your creativity is the limit here. But if you're pushing your listeners to join an email list as part of your call to action, why not send them an automated series of emails that helps with repurposing your favorite podcast episodes? Get someone hooked immediately on past content that was amazing then and get them sharing to resurface these episodes now to increase awareness. Marketing plus promotion on autopilot. Something that I really, really love. Tip number 10. Outsource it. Okay, okay, I know this is a bit of a cheesy number 10, but hear me out. If your podcast is earning a living through ads or service-based return on investment, i.e. you're making a podcast and people are hiring you to do something... Get the busy work off of your plate. Look at your podcasting quarters. One one quarter, planning, research, outreach, and logistics. Another quarter, content creation, recording, streaming, filming, etc. Another quarter, editing and producing the clips. And another quarter, lastly, promoting and getting your show into the earbuds of your audience. If you could outsource 25 to 50% of the work you don't want to do, think about how much that clears your mind and your plate to make other components of the show that much better. Grab someone from your team, a friend, a freelancer, or hey, shameless self-promotion. If you want an experienced and professional team to do it, hire us here at Castos. We have an award-winning production team waiting to help take the busy work of podcasting off your plate. Learn more at castos.com slash services. Conclusion time. A successful podcast takes a lot of work, lots of moving parts, and lots to do it, to get on top of mind with your audience. Take it one step at a time and don't give up. The hidden benefits of podcasting are yet to be discovered. If you enjoyed today's episode, just go on Twitter and share it with others. If you're listening in a podcast app, hit the share button and post it on your favorite social media channel. If you're listening on a podcast 2.0 app, well, we don't do streaming Satoshis here yet. I'm sorry about that. The best value for value for us is to check us out at castos.com if you're looking for a new podcast host and leave us a review on podchaser.com search for the audience podcast on podchaser.com and rate us we'd really appreciate it okay i'm matt i'm done for today i hope you like those 10 tips for saving time as a podcaster see you in the next episode